Hi, welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Dear Lord, I pray over your people. They give tithes, they bring offerings, they bring sacrifice. Not unto man, it never can be, never must be. It's for you, it's for your kingdom. It's an expression of our love, consecration, devotion, and the desire to be faithful to you. We love you, Lord, because you sustain us in this life. You multiply our resources. You enable us with gifts to do whatever is needed in life. You've given us the mind of Christ. You've given us wisdom. You've given us faith and a heart of understanding and insight and foresight so that we can plan our futures. We pray for all these who are here under the roof of the house of the Lord, as well as for all those people, because there's a huge audience sitting outside there. They're also part of this morning service, and they also give into the kingdom of God by the same manner as everybody else. And so we pray a blessing both here and for the people who are not here but watching from home. And we pray, Lord, that they also be blessed in the same manner that your kingdom might be advanced, that you may receive the glory. For we received all that we have from you, including our own physical bodies, the very mentality that we have, the mind of Christ, the way of thinking, the hidden man of the heart, being born by faith through the Holy Spirit, born again into the kingdom of God, faced now with the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Holy Spirit, we give unto you as one, and we ask as one for your blessing, for we merely give you all that is actually belonging to you. It belongs to you, and from what belongs to you, we give back to you again. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And who are we, Lord, that we are so humbled by even the thought that you would hear from heaven and bless this congregation that we can have communion and that we can celebrate and bring you something that is really coming from you to just show you that we do not depend upon ourselves. We trust in the Lord and you will take us through all the storms of life. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now bless your word today. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise offering, everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. That song really touches me in, in the way that it builds. And uh, it's almost like they got one or two of these uh, very special types of songs that, um, that, uh, uh, that just, they just touch my heart so much. And uh, I'm glad to see you all here today. You know, we thought, we said, we spoke that we'll have a great day today, wonderful weather. And it's precisely that. It's warm enough tonight. It'll be very nice here outside. Hardly any wind. And it looks like it's going to be a special event there. And we'll still be live streaming, believe it or not. We've got everything that's going in a special way. Welcome to everybody. Lately, I see a lot of new faces in the church. I don't know where all the people come from. But if you're one of the new faces, then welcome once again. Welcome here. Nobody will notice you. It's like... If you know, you raise your hands, everybody's raising their hands. If you give the Lord a praise offering, everybody's doing that. And uh, just be comfortable and be at home. 
this happens to be the house of God. This is the Lord's shelter for you. Psalm 61. Yes, O God. It's just wonderful on a wonderful day to be in a wonderful place with wonderful people around the most wondrous word of the living God and say that I am blessed because Jesus loves me. Never forget to give thanks to the Lord. Never. Don't talk about what you don't have. Talk about what you do have. The whole week you just hear bad news. If you listen to world news, it's terrible. Terrible. I get a letter from Dr. Ralph W. Neighbor. He's still a professor. 92, 93, still teaching. And... Uh, he talks about the corruption. I said, there's corruption in every country. Corruption's all over the world. Amen. Do you believe that? Corruption, corruption is everywhere. everywhere. And, and it's, it's, it's an amazing period. period. But, but if, if I can, can later on today, today I, might I might say more. Tonight, tonight will be very big for us. We talked talk about, about the Feast of Tabernacles when they came out of Egypt. Egypt. In uh, Genesis chapter 12, I think it's about 35, where it says they went out, they camped at Sukkot. As they exited, ex exited Egypt itself, the Exodus, the first place they landed was a place called Sukkot, which means a booth, which means a little hut. And uh, they quickly made themselves poles and, and branches, whatever, made a little hut. And uh, there, they, uh, there they stayed. They couldn't turn back because if they turned back, they had to go back to Egypt and slavery and whipping and uh, victimization, fear, intimidation, the whole thing. They couldn't stay there. This is a temporary booth. It was like a mobile situation. And it reminded them that our stay on earth is only temporary. They had to go forward and follow Moses, the man of God. So um, it's the Hebrew word, Ishcha uh, Elohim, the man of God, Moses, Moshe. And so... If you look at it, we are in our lives. We are moving through. We are here for the time being. It's temporal. People build castles. I see the castles in, in our, the, the Queen of, of, of England's death and uh, burials. All those castles there. They build castles. They build all these places only to have to leave all of that behind. And if, and if you're, you're not, not saved, saved then, then what do you have when you meet the Lord face to face? face? So, so gather for yourself riches on earth, said the Lord. Where, where are, are, do, not do not gather for yourself, yourself uh, I'm quoting uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6, 33. Do not gather for yourself riches on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. And the next verse it says, but gather for yourself treasures in heaven, riches in heaven, where moth and rust does not, not 
destroy and thieves does not break in and steal. They do not break in, should I say, and steal. So here on earth, we are, as a church, in the land where God is taking us on a journey. We are the church, the ecclesia, as Israel was in the wilderness. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 talks about that. They there were all baptized into Moses. We here are baptized into Christ. These things happen unto them, 1 Corinthians 10, as examples unto us unto the, to whom the end of the ages come. That's where we stand. And so don't think that we can keep all the stuff we gather. We're going to leave it all behind. And then receive a far greater inheritance by the King of Glory. And let me tell you, this book is so, so true. And the more I study, spend a lifetime on it. The more I study, the more I am convinced from archaeology, from the scriptures, from the Paleo-Hebrew, the Aramaic, the, the Greek, if I look at it, and if I look at the historical evidence and all of that, everything you walk through that Jerusalem uh, uh, National Museum, all the things, there are the, the things that the people read about in the Bible. You see the Bible is alive around you. You think about this, and you cannot understand that people would just leave God and be totally ignorant of Him and not read the Word of God. Hear my cry, O Lord, Psalm 61.1. Attend to my prayer. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, God is over the storms of life. Can you say amen? He remains in charge of your life and definitely not the devil. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock of ages that is higher than I. Now, verse 3 is what I want to read. For you have been a shelter. There's the tabernacles, the feast of the tabernacles. You've been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. Or, as you might say also, in the ESV translation, says also word for word translation, just a more modern one, a, a tower or a shelter against the enemy. You've been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy or against the enemy. That's what God is for us. He's our fortress. He's our shelter. Now, from my early years of life, because I grew up as a Christian, from school years, my father took me, even before school, I was already in church by the hand. And uh, he'd just take me there every week and then deposit me in the Sunday school. And so I know that, you know, you read through, you go through life. And uh, let me just talk a little bit of a uh, you know, normal, normal type of thing that happens to us all in life. And that is that we all have a history connected to us, don't we now? We all have this, this life history. And everybody can write a book and a story. It's just magnificent if you think back over your life. And you, you try to remember all the things that God did in your life and, you know, how good the Lord was for you. And uh, if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be here today. Now, now you've got prayer and power. And, and the theme that comes up in the month from today onwards after the feast is prayer, God's weapon, October month of mass destruction 
of Satan's strongholds, devices, chains, bondage, you name it. We're coming against it this month of October. Prayer is God's weapon of mass destruction. And it's as powerful as you can ever become is your prayer life. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a praise offering. Hear my prayer. Attend to my calling and my seeking. He says, you've been a shelter for me. Now, in my early years, I walked to the church. And as, you know, like I read the Bible systematically. My mother always checked on that. But there were some parts in Scripture that as a child I didn't understand yet. For I had not had the fullness of the Holy Spirit being baptized in the Spirit and speaking in tongues in those days. But in my childhood years, I remember so clearly that there were just like favorite verses that I would read. And, 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 and I don't know if you've also had favorite verses in your life. Do you have little, little pieces of scripture that you just love to go there? You'd love to see that. Let me see your hands if you have that. Well, I think every Christian, if you have a Bible, there's a place in the Bible that you would really so much desire to go to and, and see it. And then I thought to myself, you know, well, you know, attending many church services, even funerals of people going to the graveyard, you always find Psalm 23. So I thought, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And again, you get that, you hear it, and people preach about the Lord is my shepherd, right? But today, I want to take you to my favorite psalm. Because I've got a favorite psalm that's been there all the time. The Lord is my shepherd. All right. Now let's go to Psalm number 91. And I'm going to take you now into my favorite psalm. And I want to just show you something and why it's my favorite psalm. In fact, there are two psalms. It's, it's a, a double barrel, barrel. Psalm, Psalm 90 plus 91. Both, Both Psalms, they compete with each other in my, in my value system. I just love those Psalms. By the way, these two Psalms are the Psalms of Moses, the man of God. And uh, these two Psalms have been written and where Jesus is tempted in the wilderness when he goes for the temptation. God quotes, uh, no, let me put it the other way around. The, the devil, devil uses scriptures, scriptures from, from the writings of Moses and including from Psalm 91. He will give his angels charge over you. So he comes against the Messiah with the very words that Moses penned in his life. And this was written very early in the early days of Moses, walking with God at Mount Sinai, the mountain of God in the wilderness. And, and so, so I'm going to take you to Psalm number 91. And I'm going to do something that is unusual. I'm going to first start with the end and then I'll get, it's like reading a book to quickly find out what happens at the end. If that's okay with you. Can we quickly go and just have a sneak preview of the book? How many of you ever had a book you read the last page? Have you got so quizzy, you want to know where this thing heads? And then you quickly read the last page. You know, you know there was a movie, movie called, called The Titanic, Titanic and, and I read the last page, and I thought, I'm not going to watch a movie with a sinking boat. And, and that's just about as stupid as it gets. You know, you know amen. amen. The whole thing ends on a negative. There, the whole thing is blown away, gone. gone. Story is over, and they did not live happily ever after. I don't know. You know, but if you go to the back of this book, you find Revelation, you find the city of gold. Now, I might as well say Amen. 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 So, so now, now I want to look at verse 14. And I'm going to read you the end. The Lord is my shepherd. Everybody say, the Lord 
is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack any good thing. Do you believe that? Now look here. Because he has said Psalm 91.14, his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will cause him to be able to escape whatever attacks the enemy brings in. It's amazing. It literally says... I will cause him, look at the Hebrew, here's the text straight in front of me. I will cause him to escape. I will give him the way out of trouble time and again because he loves me. Promotion. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. Because he loved me. Because he has known my name. Promotion. Keep the name of the Lord everywhere around you. I have a collection of crosses all around me also. Even in my study. Always reminding me of Jesus. Straight in front of my study table. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Literally. It says, I will deliver him. Mean, uh, means I will rescue him. He will be rescued, he will be teared, literally ripped out of the path of wickedness, evil and calamity and plagues and pestilence. Delivery. The Lord is a strong deliverer in the time of the storm. Storms don't last. Eternal life does. Things are temporal here, but we're passing through. With long life, I will satisfy him. And, now remember, I, you, know, you know what I said there a little bit earlier? I just said to you, you know, have you ever peeked at the final page in the book? Well, it's easy with the book of Revelation. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Spirit and the bride says, come. It's easy to go in the Bible. And uh, But now, if you take the last verse, okay, let's take a look at that last verse there. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my what? Very interesting there. And show him my, what's the word? Okay. The Lord is my, let's say that one, Psalm 23. The Lord, Psalm 32, 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Say that. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Right? The Lord is my shepherd. 
Now may I ask you who is my shepherd? With long life I will satisfy him and show him my Yeshua. Right there. We can just about go home on that one. See why the psalm is my favorite psalm? The Lord is my shepherd. I'll satisfy him. I'll show him the Messiah. I'll show him. It's literally written in the Hebrew. I read the Hebrew there. It literally says, Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeshua, Jesus. Now, we've all been to the end of the chapter. I just thought, let the people know what this is all about. This is the reason I love the psalm so much. Because the one says, the Lord is... He's my shepherd. Here it says, I'll show him the Messiah. Because he set his love upon me. Because he's known my name. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will satisfy him with long life. And at the end of it all, it's nice to say we have a long life. But at the end of it all, I'll show him Yeshua. When you walked around in Jerusalem in the days of Jesus, they would call him Yeshua, Ben David, Jesus, son of David. I'll show him Yeshua. Verse 1. He who dwells. In the secret place of the Most High. I mean, I'll keep you busy on this for a quarter of a year. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. I read it here from the straight Bible. You literally see here that it is, let me just see, that, that is the, the word uh, yashav in Hebrew, in the Hebrew text there. Just look at that. The word yashav means to go and sit down and take occupancy and reject all other foreign um, in intrusions, foreign stake claimers, like they would claimers put a stake and claim gold and like jump ahead of you and take what is yours. Now, we typically think that the devil would do that and try and say, I'm going to keep you away from it, glory. It does belong to you, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to block your way. I'm going to do this and everything else. But you've got one thing set in your mind. You're saying to yourself, I love God. Everybody say, I love God. I know his name. His name is Jesus. Let's say it in Hebrew, Yeshua. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. 
He will satisfy me with length of days. And God will show me His Yeshua, the Messiah, the Son of God. Amen. I mean, I can get, you talk about exegesis here, you talk about doing exposition also about this. But if you take this word dwells, it means it's the, from the word, you know, if you look at the, I was looking at the early, Paleo Hebrew early this morning, and I think that word dwell is also from the word bait. It means, it literally, if you, if you look at it by a spelling there, uh, if you spell the word bait, which is the word for B, letter B, uh, it, it, is, it, it is like, it, it's, it, it speaks in the, if you say the word out, bait, it, with all its letters to spell it. Then it means the prince Rosh, the prince of peace, left his house to come to my house. And meet me there. And there are no other stakeholders. No other robbers. Now you read the psalm. He dwells in the secret place. That word secret Everything here is revelation. I mean, it literally means, it literally means a special hideout that I have in my life with Almighty God. When I am alone and it's me and God, this is where I dwell. I have my closet. I have my place. I have my place of refuge. I have a rock. I have a high tower. A fortress is something that is where you can go in and God becomes your fortress. He literally is the one that defends his fortress. And you're on the inside of that fortress in the place called the secret place. Lord is my shelter. This is so heavy on me spiritually that a lifetime looking at this, and I understand if I'm faithful and if you're faithful, and you just endure, and you just stick it out, you just be with it. At the end of the day, he will show you Yeshua, Jesus, the Son of God. You will end up face to face with the Messiah. Psalm number 91. The secret place is a place of secrecy where you can open up your heart and speak it out no matter what's wrong. 
It's the place where you can say, Lord, I need your help. I got a problem. No man on earth can help me. You can. It's the place where men of God, I think, for example, in, in, um, in, 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 in church history, uh, church history now, uh, Finney, I think of John G. Lake, I think of these men that went, go out in the woods, John G. Lake, go out in the woods and cry out to God Almighty all day long, just walk alone to a secret place, no man's hearing. There is such a deep, deep meeting with God, no further, no further uh, um, hypocrisy, you can't be you can't be a hypocrite, in other words, a pretender in the presence of God. You've got a secret place where you open up your heart and say, Lord, here am I. And you commit yourself and you say, Lord, I undertake. It's the month of October. It's the 10th month of the year. 10 is the number of God's order in your life. This is the number God's orders, like the Ten Commandments, God's law, God's order, God's bring, God brings order in your life. You've been all the time in a, a war against your mind, switch on the television, and you have the negative stuff, and they pump it in like that. And you go to Russia, I don't even want to talk about, there's a lot of prophetic words around that. You go to Russia, you go to America, you see... You see the calamity in the world, and people say, well, is it safe there in South Africa? I say, you better know. Do you know how safe the place is where you're living? This is a country that God will look after. It's just a country. God's going to look after us. And I'm not standing here and just saying that. This, Maud spoke about the Ethiopian eunuch this morning. For thousands of years now, from the day of the beginning of the Bible, the, 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 the eunuch from Ethiopia was baptized. 3,000 years, they have places there of worship of God in Ethiopia. It is the country with the longest standing Christian churches in the world. They just, right there from the Ethiopian eunuch all the way. The archaeology, it's amazing. There are islands there. Jewish people who live there, out there in Ethiopia. Africa is the place where Simon from Cyrene got the blood of Jesus on him when he carried the cross during the crucifixion. He came back to Africa, and who knows if he didn't bring his clothes with still stained with the blood of Jesus, carrying it into Africa. Don't you tell me we don't have a future yet. Don't you tell me that we are dependent on an electricity situation. No, you are dependent upon God. If you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, He'll take you through the storm. He'll take you. Come on, say amen. I think you better stand up. Give God a praise offering. Stand up. Shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Both now and forever. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. you got a future. you got a hope. You got healing, you got health, you got everything. Just in case, because now you might take a seat there, just look for the seat belt. Oh, they didn't put the seat belts in yet. And like I say, if you're a visitor, just act like it's, you, you, you're just part of the family because you're part of the family. I couldn't help to 
Think of the words, God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. You know that one? Yeah? You know it. But of love and of power and of a, of a what? A sound mind? Sumphreneos. Sumphrenesmos. It means a mind that exercises self-discipline and self-control. That's what it means. Literally. Greek. Dictionary. Boom. There it is. Oh, Pastor Harold, my mind is like a, a bee nest. It's just, the traffic is big. No, you know, in my, in my opinion, God has not given you a spirit of fear. But he's given you a spirit of love, love, power, dynamic ability, and of a sound mind. If you control it, you live better. If you don't control it, and I tell you again, world media is a major enemy of all the people of the world. Because people believe that, but they don't believe this book and they pass by and they don't know that they're missing the treasure of the kingdom of God. They just don't know it. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And by the way, the word Almighty here, which is used by Moses, Psalm 90 and Psalm 91. Literally, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing if you do a deconstruction of that uh, and you look at the Hebrew it there uh, sees the name of the Almighty like a huge mountain. And I can think that Moses had to go up the mountain of God. And then he saw and he called him Shaddai. The majestic. One even like a high mountain. I won't make it there unless he, re he, he permits me to be there. He is gracious. He's full of love, full of mercy, full of companion, compassion. Great is his faithfulness, tender mercies. I will say of the Lord, he is my Refuge and my fortress. He, God, is my refuge. God is my fortress. The word refuge here, if I look at this and you talk about God, you say he is your refuge. That means exactly the same thing again, your shelter. Right there, you're back in the shelter again. Feast of Tabernacles, right there. Travel through this life, but this is the most amazing thing. I'm going from here to Pretoria. The Lord is still my refuge. He's still my shelter. Even in Pretoria, he's my shelter. I go to Cape Town. He's my shelter. I go to uh, come and visit Jacques. He's my shelter there too. In fact, he'd be the shelter for both of us. I go to visit any one of you. The Lord is our shelter. And we are travelers and surgeoners. We are moving 
through this world, we are here and we are busy gathering for ourselves riches in heaven that is indestructible. He is my refuge. In this life, you have but one shelter. The Prince of Peace has come inside the bait, which is the shelter, the beth, the bait. And the last letter of that Hebrew there of bait is the letter tav, which is the cross. <laughs> Rosh, the Prince of Peace, in my house with a cross. I'm in covenant with God. We had communion now. You know, I don't think we know what we've got. And, and, and it takes a lifetime to try and unravel all this. But I know one thing, not in eternity will we be able to understand the fullness of this word. There's just too much here. The revelation goes into layers. If you take it even in any other form of study, you do layer study through the codes. And, and, and biblical mathematics, you find out it's layers and, the, uh, and hiding more things and more things. And then it comes out as explosive. You want to get to church, you want to preach to the people. Look at my time. He's my God, verse 2, in Him I will trust. I've got to close you now. He shall deliver you from the snare that is literally like a bird trap of a bird catcher. The devil puts out a trap for people. But God will do something for you. He will deliver you and you will be able, actually it's, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged type of sword type of word. Because you'll be delivered and you will also be able to de deliver yourself. It's twofold. You will be delivered and if necessary God gives you the power to deliver yourself. I'm coming for a, for a close, I have to. From the snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence. That word pestilence is like a lightning bolt. It's something that suddenly strikes it is like a sting, it's like a thorn, and it comes to you, and it causes much unhappiness, pestilence. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, and he shall cover you with his feathers, and you shall take, and under his wings, feathers and wings, feathers, the pinions, the strong pinions like the feathers, the entire feather of an eagle, and his wings. He covers you. You shall take refuge. I'm going to close here with verse 4. His truth shall be your shield. The shield of faith. His truth. Sanctify them by thy word. John 17, 17. Thy word is truth. Shall be your shield and buckler. And I'm going to summarize with that because my time is up. Just say this to you now. This Psalm 91 is spiritual, not even dynamite. It's like nuclear power. <laughs> let me read you and let me say to you and then we close. His truth, the word of God, shall be your shield and buckler. In short, commentary, it'll protect your heart and your head. The truth will protect your heart and your head. So if you want to sit in front of the television and watch news for hours and hours, you'll not have much here 
to offer in the day of the storm. It's to get our minds fixed on the word of truth because it protects my heart, but it also protects my head. Would you stand? Give Jesus a praise offering. Give the Lord a good praise offering. I think you need to praise God properly. Say hallelujah. You know, I, I almost go through a kind of a, a, a an upheaval every time I read the psalm because I know what it's all about. And I say, all right, at the end of this, I just stay faithful to you, Lord. Set my love on you, Lord. I've known your name all my life. I want to know it forever and ever. And I know this day, Lord, that you will show me the Messiah. Face to face with Jesus. Can you say amen? I bless you in the name of God, the Almighty Father, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lift up his countenance over you. Be gracious to you and show you the salvation of the Lord. In the name of the Almighty God, God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.